Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Life is fleeting, and all the earthly possessions you try to collect don't come with you beyond the grave. It's amusing what trinkets you mere mortals hold on to. Take Mr. Jason Nahum of Ridgefield, Connecticut. He collects his toenails in a jar. Then there's Miss Tina Ripley of Littleton, Colorado. That's a good kitty. That's a sweet little kitty. She has her pets stuffed and mounted to keep her company after they die. Oh, how they covered their little treasures. <laughs> Tonight, my wretched friends, we will tour a collection of rarities amassed by the late Mr. Vanderhouse. A lifetime at the top can breed such curious tastes. So prick up your ears and listen well, and please feel free to be very afraid. Hugo presents Bad Vibes. Starring Justin McElroy, created by Jake Emanuel and Willie Block. This week's tale, Rarities. Yes, hello. Hi, is anyone there? Hello, this is Dwayne. This is Dwayne Marcel. I don't know if anybody can hear me. Guess they heard me. Where's the fucking doorbell? Oh, for God's sake. Hi. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, can I come in? And you are? Jesus, I... Dwayne Marcel, and I'm sopping wet, and by the look of that 38 in your holster, I'm gonna guess that you're not the butler. Mm. Good guess. Look, I'm here to see Mr. Vanderhouse, the son. I have an appointment. You get ID? <laughs> yes, I've got ID. I've also got wind blowing me a pneumonia kiss right now, and rain running down my ass crack, 
and I'm not gonna stand here. Kurt, that's Mr. Marcel. He has an appointment. Let him in. Come on in. Thanks a million. Oh, you're all wet, Mr. Marcel. Can we get you something? A towel, perhaps? Took over an hour to get out here. Didn't realize it was so remote. Well, Father maintained the city residence for business purposes, and the hillside mansion for social occasions, magazine spreads and such. But our little country villa was truly where his heart lay. Quite the little country villa. Reminds me more of Versailles by way of Hearst Castle. We like to say that Father had eclectic tastes. Tastes of this, taste of that. Spend enough time visiting enough estates, Mr. Vanderhouse, you find that one is not so different from the next. All the changes is exactly how much has been spent. I was warned you were blunt, though I didn't expect you to be quite so coarse. To be perfectly frank, I like to be perfectly frank. It will save us both time and any instinct towards pleasantries and pretense. <laughs> A cup of hot tea in addition to the towel? Kurt, please go find Pascal and ask him for a towel, one of the, uh, the big floofy ones, and ask him to bring two cups of hot tea to my father's study where Mr. Marcel and I will be waiting. Shall we? To the study? After you. Thank you, Pascal. That'll be all. Eclectic indeed. No two rooms in this house are quite alike, are they? Well, Father fancied himself a creative mind, but we like to say he was just scatterbrained. Could never settle on one style, he preferred to have them all. He was quite the collector, too. It's funny, Mr. Marcel, but I was told you were keenly observant. I hope you'll not think me insolent, but thus far you've been nothing but unimpressively obvious. <laughs> I assumed that my reputation preceded me and that impressing you wasn't on the docket for this evening, Mr. Vanderhaus. I apologize, and I will try harder. Well, you're being paid for your time. I think that's the least you can do. Actually, the least I could do is leave, Mr. Vanderhaus. Would you like to leave? I've seen a lot in my line of work. Some say I'm the best. I don't know. But I'm pretty damn good at what I do, and what I do is look at old and interesting things that hideously wealthy people like you show me, and then I tell you what it's worth. Now, I've been receiving updates from my friends at the auction houses, and they couldn't be happier with what you've brought them from your father's estate. Though I have to admit, looking around here at a space as staggering and magnificent as this is, boxed up. Hollowed out, liquefied like a department store going out of business. It all makes my soul a little sad. You've seemingly sold everything, and yet here I am. Because you still have something quite possibly priceless to sell. No, I wouldn't like to leave. I'd like to see something I've never seen before. I'd like to see what you've got. Mr. Marcel... I believe that you, unlike me, understand the value of rare antiquities. But I also believe that you, quite like me, understand the value of the dollar bill. And yes, I state with no shame that my late father's collections have fetched this family many such dollar bills. 
The man had three wives and nine children, I remind you, of which I am the oldest. And not that it's any real business of yours, but the sad truth is that, contrary to public perception, upon passing, he was no longer nearly as liquid as he had once been. That is a sad truth. Yes. And with so many mouths to feed, alas, we must do what we must do. Hence his Picassos, his Monets, his Rembrandts, and his Rothkos are no more. The family has entrusted me to make them go away, that we might yield a few coins for our troubles of loving the old man as dearly as we so did. Believe it or not, he didn't always make it so easy. Must have been very hard. Oh, indeed. We had to part with the Diablo Finovati, as well as the massive car collection that he never even glanced at. The Persian vases, the ancient statuettes, the tapestries. I would criticize the man for stretching his interest so thin, and yet apparently at one time he had so much money he felt he could collect everything. What did he have, Mr. Vanderhouse, that would make you skip over the auction houses and come directly to me? I've been told that your gifts are practically preternatural. And you're not convinced? Well, you do seem knowledgeable. Your watch is an AP. 18 karat white gold set with baguette cut diamonds, probably once sold at a cool one, maybe 1.1 million. But the bracelet is a replacement and not a very good one. It shows traces of oxidization and lacks their meticulous, ever so Swiss polish. So I'm going to venture to say that you bought it secondhand from a trusted purveyor and believed that you were getting it at a steal. And if I told you I did get it at a steal, as in, it was stolen. What makes you think I'd care? Then if I were to want to keep my little find quiet, perhaps even sell to someone willing to eschew all the formalities of a high-end auction, taxes, commissions, fees, so on, they do take a bite, don't they? Bites. They take hunks. Have you dealt with private sales? Let's even say of goods that were presumed to be stolen. What then? I can make arrangements. Quiet agreements among interested parties. And your end? If it means seeing things few eyes have seen, my end is merely a pre-negotiated upfront fee. The word you used... What was it? Yes, quiet is a word most pleasing. When father passed, the press delighted in publishing exposés on his cutthroat climb to the top, all the backs he stabbed along the way, unscrupulous tripe, specious garbage. I read those pieces. Your father wasn't the cold-hearted, power-hungry prick they described? No, but he was, Mr. Marcel. However, he worked hard, and I do mean very hard, mind you, to keep the good family name untarnished. No one will ever know I was here. Your family name will never cross my lips to anyone, let alone the vultures in the press. I just want to see. What did you call me out here to see? You're sufficiently dry, take it. Kurt, where the hell are you? You rang? We're going to escort Mr. Marcel down to Father's wine cellar. All this for a bottle of wine? Mr. Marcel, if you truly think this has all been about a bottle of wine, then perhaps you aren't quite the appraiser I thought you were. 
In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. I see you didn't hold a fire cell on the booze. Must be four or five thousand bottles down here. Unlike father's trinkets, the booze can be savored. And I do savor it so. That's a 1945 Le Marchand Toulon. Mm. We've got a whole rack of them. Look, much as I've enjoyed the house tour and all the cloak and dagger, I think it's time you just showed me what I'm here to look at. Indeed. I will be very curious to hear your take on Father's newly discovered private collection. Kurt? (laughs) Jesus. A hidden walk-in vault. Installed by the home's original architect, no doubt yet not detailed on the blueprints. No one even knew it existed. I had to pay a professional safecracker to burn it open with an acetylene torch. Did you have to pay him extra not to take what was inside? He was paid well for his services. He never saw what was inside. Kurt? There's a whole room back there. I'm gonna need your phone and any cameras. What? You'll give me what you've got, and then I'll give you a thorough frisk for good measure. I'm afraid it's necessary. Well, I'm afraid that I don't consent. I'm a professional, not a tourist. I've offered you $5,000 for your time thus far. I'll offer you 10000 more to go all the way. Now, might we dispense with the theatrics? Sure. You want my phone? Here's my phone. You want to pat my ass? Have at it. Uh-huh. Well, 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 what do we have here? Voice recorder. For observations. No recordings. Look, if you want a real-time assessment of something, that's fine. But if you've got something, and I mean really got something, it may take a little time and consideration. Antiquities, and I mean real rarities, can be like a puzzle. Only you're doing the puzzle upside down. And maybe the pieces are missing. Or maybe you've got a few sprinkled in from other puzzles. Who knows? Whatever it is that you have to show me, whatever it is that your father was into, I don't really care. Your father could afford anything that money can buy, and I want to see where that led him. What's in there could be worth nothing, or it could be worth a great deal. But to me, and I speak for the family... It is not worth the trouble of even risking any kind of public exposure whatsoever, if it is, let's say, not worth a great, great deal. Do you care to define those terms? Let's keep it simple and say it can either fetch upwards of seven figures at an auction, or it's not worth the trouble and will promptly be destroyed. I want the recorder. I also want an additional $10,000 in cash regardless of what I find in there. It'll be here, in totality, when you're finished. Okay. You go right ahead, Mr. Marcel. Consider it a self-guided tour. Take all the time you need. (laughs) 
the 10,000 Vanderhaus was willing to pay in the end was a tell. He has no idea what he's got down here, but he implicitly trusts that I can tell him, and here we find ourselves. I am now in what appears to be a gallery, or maybe a small museum exhibit is a better way to describe it. <laughs> the stench is putrid. Whiffs of fetid water, mold. Ugh, a pungent mixture of sulfur and mildew. The lighting leaves much to be desired. At a quick glance, I find it hard to believe anything is going to be worth much of anything. In which case, this shouldn't take too long. Right, okay, first up, looking at an old Saratoga trunk. Well-kept, intricately stitched leather, ornate carvings of astrological signs. Copper plates, late 1800s, a nice piece of decor, but no monetary value of any significance, especially not on a Vanderfuck scale. Checking inside for pirate booty. And, lo and behold, empty. We've got some strands of red hair. Winter blankets would typically be stored in trunks like this, probably had some kind of a fox fur or wool or... Who gives a shit? Next up, a decrepit old rope preserved in a glass case. Tied in a hangman's noose. Newspaper articles displayed beneath it. Dated late 1800s. A mugshot of one H.H. Holmes. This guy was sick. A serial killer, old-timey photos of his home. Press labeled it the murder castle. Hand-drawn depictions of his hanging. Wonder if that explains the news. Definitely not quite what I was expecting to see down here. Moving on. Like advancing in a waxworks museum to the next setup, we've got a placard. Okay. Placard reads, In my dream, I see before me a forest of crucifixes, which gradually turn into trees. First, there appears to be a dew or rain dripping from the branches, but as I approach, I realize it is blood. Suddenly, the whole forest begins to writhe. The trees, stark and erect, ooze blood. A man goes to each tree, catching the blood in a cup. When his cup is full, he approaches me. Drink, he says, but I am unable to move. The quote is attributed to one John Haig. Can't say the name sounds familiar. I see an old oil drum, not well kept. Empty, rusted and corroded, ready for the dump. Not a million dollar payoff. Sorry, Vanderhaus, your father was an asshole. Eh, uh, but, uh, a mannequin here, dressed in a rubber apron, rubber gloves. Gas mask, uh, newspaper clipping, 1949, acid bath murders. Bodies of victims dissolved in sulfuric acid. John Haig charged with murder. John Haig, 
shit. Okay, it's coming into focus now. I think I know what we're dealing with. Yeah, uh, and here we go. Next up, we have hand-drawn sketches, notebook doodles, and uh, canvas paintings of a clown, and always birthday clown, signature, John Wayne Gacy. Christ, Vanderhouse, you sick puppy. What did you pay for this? Ah, that's not all. A collage of photos found out in a display case. Bodies. Crime scene photos. Looks like originals, but... Hold on. Uh... In one photo, this, this guy's alive. Uh... Shit. Fuck me. These aren't crime scene photos. They're photos from the crimes being committed. Andrew Vanderhouse, it seems, was an avid collector of what is known as murderabilia. I have seen this before in rare occasions, say, a prison guard trying to make a quick buck by confiscating Charles Manson's toothbrush after a cell inspection, but this is on a level I don't think anyone has ever documented before. Vanderhouse doesn't have Manson's toothbrush. He has the sign from Spawn Ranch where the Manson family lived. He has the handwritten lyrics to a song that Manson wrote. He has an old guitar that was also surely Manson's and... Jesus Christ. A knife. Looks rusted, but no. Bloodstained. Uh, dress... Pressed under glass, it's stained too. Victims. How the hell did he get this? One, uh, one can only surmise that Vanderhouse, either himself or through a third party, bought his way into evidence collections, police department property rooms, exploited weak links in the chain of custody. He's surveying the room. There's a lot here. Uh, the legality of this is all highly questionable, hence the secrecy, I suppose. I can't fathom a profile for the type of buyer who might be interested in such antiquities. Certainly not the exorbitant sums Vanderhouse would want, but then again, this son of a bitch seems to have spent the GDP of a small Eastern European nation on this shit. Now, what's this? There's a corner here, a section. I see Nazi regalia. Could be worth, I don't know. Should be in a museum or just fucking burned. There's... Canisters of Zyklon B, the chemical agent that... Yeah, uh... Ooh, a collection of spectacles. Uh... <laughs> teeth. There's teeth. There's, uh, lots of them. Tools, medical tools, uh, and lamps. Oh my god, there's... There's lamps. There's lampshades. There's fucking lampshades. I couldn't say for certain, but I've heard the stories. I mean, weren't these never found? I'm never proven? Lampshades made from 
hand skins of. Mm, uh, okay. Moving on. Another section here the rear view mirror of a Lincoln Continental uh, necktie. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Small bone fragment of skull. John. Yeah. J.F. Uh, John fucking Kennedy. Autopsy photos from... No. These are from Texas. Before the autopsy. The autopsy was later in D.C. when they flew Kennedy back. These... I don't. I don't think these photos have ever been seen. Uh, uh, graphic, very graphic, uh, fuck, hand shaking, uh, I'm not quite sure what these photos are showing, but I don't think that they're showing what the later one showed, suggesting about the Kennedy assassination, uh, maybe something pretty goddamn fucking important, um, what the fuck am I doing here? What is this? I see skulls. I see skulls. I, I don't know whose. I see some kind of mummy. Okay, it's just... Oh, it's Ed Gain. It's just Ed Gain. Gain, Gain, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What, I know it because it's there on the plaque. They all have plaques. Ed Gain. Who dug up bodies and wore their skins and preserved their skins. And someone... Someone apparently dug up his body and preserved his skin, and now I'm looking at it. It's just a museum exhibit. It's just a carnival sideshow. This guy just had his own private little gallery here. Who? 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 <laughs> Who knows? For himself? For his friends? Maybe they're just as fucked up in the head as he was. Who knows? Who fucking cares, these fucks? They've got so much money. They've got so much money. They've got so much fucking money. Apparently, they've got so much money that they bought humanity clear out of business and had so much left to spend. <sighs> yeah, I'm done. I am done. I am done. Hold on. Hold on, there's one more thing. There's one more thing, there's one more thing. There's... There's no display. There's no plaque, there's no showmanship, it's just... There, on the floor... A photo of a little girl. Red hair, smiling. School photo, she's maybe in... Fourth grade, maybe. And there's a newspaper article. Little girl gone missing. The photo is reprinted in black and white. This one's recent. Only two years ago. But that's it. The end of the exhibit. The grand finale. A final quote on the wall. We are your sons. We are your husbands. We are everywhere. And there will be more of your children dead tomorrow. Ted Bundy. Well, I'll give you this, Vanderhouse. You give the Louvre, the Met, the Musée d'Arsay a run for their money.
But what's with the photo with the girl? The missing girl? It's almost like he died before he could finish the exhibit. What were you gonna do, you cocksucker? Pay someone to steal a dress from her closet? Offer her parents 10,000 for a Barbie doll you could put on display or... red hairs unless unless there's a false bottom because these trunks are known to have false bottoms for their owners to conceal their valuables there is a false bottom if memory serves me correct there should be a trigger latch think what I think is that and please spare me the moralization I didn't ask you here for a lecture on humanism I asked you here for your professionalism professionalism that's what I said and I don't believe I stuttered mr. Marcel I do hope we don't have a problem here you know that's funny because I kind of hope we do sorry um the ventilation in here is just really... <laughs> just a little dizzy is all. Um, no. We don't have a problem. Good. Because in this family, we deal with our problems in-house. That almost sounds like a threat. Don't be paranoid. Well, you're gonna have to deal with dumping a lot of this garbage, I'll tell you that much. Oh? You haven't looked too closely at this collection, have you? Collection is a generous word for it. I think it's more like a cheap haunted house. Ugh, in the stench. Like a pig's pen. Yeah, well, the Nazi memorabilia could probably fetch you some tens of thousands. Um, that's if you could find a neo-Nazi not scraping by on welfare to pony up for it. Tens of thousands? That's it? A lot of this stuff would look great in a museum. Don't get me wrong, I mean, your father's name could be plastered all over it. Our name's staying out of anything that has to do with this. There are absolutely collectors of presidential relics that would be interested in your Kennedy section. How much? Uh, it's hard to... Approximate. 50,000. <sighs> You're kidding me. Now, if you had some Jackie Kennedy materials, say her purse, then maybe... I don't know. So all of this and nothing is what you're trying to tell me? 
there is a great deal of historic value. That stupid old man. Should have just burned his money. At least we could have toasted marshmallows. Kurt, I want these things destroyed. Everything? Selfish man. How could he do this to us? To me? He had no compassion. But... But... There is one piece here that I think could reel you in a cool... Oh, I don't know. But if it really is what I think it is... Yes? What? What? The Saratoga trunk. Well-kept, intricately stitched leather, ornate carvings, wooden slats, copper plates, late 1800s. At auction, that could undoubtedly bring you five, maybe six million dollars. The right buyer could even be willing to go much higher. <laughs> You're kidding. That old hunk of junk? It, it, it wasn't Jack the Ripper's traveling luggage or something god-awful like that, was it? In my professional opinion, Mr. Vanderhouse, I think the deceased Mr. Vanderhouse was being rather mischievous. I mean, think about it. He places this most rare and valuable of treasures inconspicuously among these overpriced Grand Guignol Halloween decorations. Probably figured that you'd never find it. <laughs> but I did. I did find it. <laughs> How soon can we bring it to auction? I'll call my contacts at once. They can be here tonight. Kurt, lug it upstairs. No, no. Uh... Leave moving it to the professionals. You don't want to risk any wear and tear. It's fragile. It's precious cargo. Right. Then we must destroy everything else at once. Kurt, I want this room emptied, but for this glorious, magnificent piece of trash trunk, Saratoga. <laughs> yes, sir. Mr. Marcel, thank you for all of your assistance. It has been most appreciated. Let's get you paid, and what do you say we crack open a bottle of wine? What the hell, a Les Marchands Toulon? Hmm? Let's drink. Thank you. That's very kind. But I would rather get the process started on the trunk. It's an exceptional find. Oh, yes. Uh, Kurt? You mind if I see your recorder for a sec? <clears throat> Oops. Jesus. Broke. I am sorry about that, and... We'll pay for it, of course. We just can't risk our ugly little secrets getting out. Now, can we? No, of course not. But your father's very well-kept trunk secret is about to be revealed very loudly to the world. God, I wish that I could see his face when it is. But I guess I'll just have to settle for seeing yours. Now, how about that drink? Leah, it's Dwayne. I've been waiting to hear from you for hours. How did it go? Oh, it went. Sounds like Vanderhouse put you through the ringer. So, did you see anything new and interesting? I think it's safe to say that I saw things I've never seen before. Okay, so do you need me to send anybody out there? Yeah. The cops. Send them right away. What? Tell them... That in the cellar of the humble Vanderhouse country home, they're gonna find a worthless trunk. And in the false bottom of the trunk, they're gonna find the skeletal remains of a long missing red haired little girl. I don't even know her name. You're not serious. Uh, and Leah, if 
Five minutes after you call the cops, I want you to wring the Rolodex dry. I want you to call every contact we have in the press and tell them to get their asses over to the Vanderhouse Country Villa right away. Their next expose awaits. You are serious. You know, tonight, I saw something really and truly rare. I don't think I'll be in for a while, Leah. What does that mean? I, uh, I'll let you know when I know. Poor Mr. Marcel. He had to learn the hard way that some tours aren't worth the price of admission. Just remember, my putrid pals, whether you collect vinyl or butterflies, in a thousand years from now, it might be your skull in a display case. <laughs> Until we meet again. Bad Vibes stars Justin McElroy and is created and directed by Jake Emanuel and Willie Block. Rarities was written by Travis Baker, stars Sam Littlefield as Dwayne, Johnny Sneed as Vanderhouse. Additional performances by Tara Brennan, Vincent Ward, Catherine Kavari. Executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Noah Gersh, Jamie Sheffman, Nick Panama, and Justin McElroy. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Produced by Tess Ryan. Production manager, Jack Friedman. Salt head of post-production, Liz LeMay. Original music and composition by Ryland Blackington. Q-Code head of music, Darren Johnson. Salt head of engineering, Jordan Galvin. Assistant Engineering by Neely Oftering. Q-Code Head of Engineering, Ryan Walsh. Edited by Noah Kowalski. Assistant Editing by Beatrice Neronia. Sound Design by Christopher Bonus. Mixed by David Williams. Casting Director, Andrea Bunker. Assistant Director, Liz T. Miles. Script Supervisor, Liam Hooper. Production Coordinators, Brandon Wisner and Bree Doring. Additional script supervisor, Nicole Jolly. Production assistant, Nathan Yan. Production legal, Christina Bolbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production accounting, Pin Chun Lu. Bad Vibes is a Q-Code production. Are you ready for the ultimate Love Island experience? Join us on After the Island. We're going back to where it all began, Fiji. Love Island USA Season 5 is making a splash on Peacock right now. And guess what? Your favorite recap show is back, too. Welcome to After the Island. Join us as real-life besties and co-hosts, Elizabeth and Alex, as we deep dive into each sizzling episode of Love Island USA. We'll spill the tea, interview contestants, answer fan questions, and give you unprecedented behind-the-scenes access to the wildly popular world of Love Island. Don't miss a single moment of the drama, romance, and unforgettable island vibes. Listen to After the Island on any streaming platform.
Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now.